Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show with your host, Nadia Khalil. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to today's show. Today is the 18th of December. We are already in the middle of this week. I think it's next. Let me look at my calendar. I I can't, but I think that it's going to be next Thursday. So here we go. We're always moving along. Maybe next Wednesday. Maybe someone can check. But today's show, before we get there, because it will make a difference in how we treat the people around us, especially our relationships, when we always wonder why it's lopsided, why things don't feel right, what's going on. How does taking care of ourselves, how does that affect the bonds we have with everyone else, especially our partners? Because that's where we can really get lost because then we start becoming either pleasing machines or dictating machines or whatever it is that starts happening when we fall into a routine or a rut. But what is going on? with self-care because you know we say self-love and okay what does that mean what does that look like every day and how do we take that and turn it into self-care because one thing I know for sure and Christ constantly goes back to it is that love propels and self-love is where it starts. So if you don't have that and you think, well, I'll just love everyone the way I've been all my life and I'll be fine, that's fine. But it's not fulfilling because if we don't understand the dynamics of what it means to take care of ourselves, we're not going to understand what we're giving away. We're just giving it away. And that's why we feel depleted because if you're just giving, 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 and there's nothing coming back, that pail that you're giving from is going to be empty one day. That's what they call burnout. All the candles are burnt out. And now you're standing there going, God, I've done all this stuff for everybody. and Nobody's done anything back for me. Well, that's not why we do it, but how we do it is what's different. You are the person that first gives back to themselves. If you don't know how to do that, the people you are giving to, you will also not know how to do. It's such a direct connect. Self-care is important to maintain a healthy relationship with you. Because what does it do when you take care of yourself? What happens? What is the first thing that happens is you start to feel positive feelings. Taking a bath. You know, that saying um, cleanliness is next to godliness. It's the act of taking the bath. 
that you are taking care of yourself or shower. They, 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 when I was younger, a bath meant shower, whatever it meant. You just went in, got cleaned, and came out. But now it's a shower. But it, it produces those positive feelings. It gets the ball rolling. You eat right, and you really eat right. You don't, like, sabotage yourself one meal and not in another, and you keep thinking you're going to be good. But you really do eat right. Or you really do go for a walk. Or you really do straighten up your desk. And you know you've gotten to the bottom of it. All of those things, as little as they may sound, is your every day. And when you take care of those things, your body just naturally, your brain is going to produce a positive energy, a positive feeling. And then that boosts your confidence. And it's not a momentary confidence just for that day. But it goes so deep that your self-esteem becomes more acceptable to you. Because I know people who are doing great and you tell them, they're like, oh, no, you know, and they start telling you everything that's wrong. And then I say, oh, wow, why are they taking it away from themselves? Like, what's up with that? But the biggest part of self-care, especially if you have a partner that you are living with or married to, if you have children who witness you all day long, self-care is a necessary thing to remind yourself, but also the others that you and your needs are part of the mix too, are important too. Because it keeps everybody sharpened. And it keeps everybody motivated. And it keeps everybody emotionally healthy that's interacting with you. One of the things that happens when moms are selfless, like, oh, my my mom did everything for us. She didn't even take care of herself. And we used to look at that as something admirable. But was it? Because when our moms got mad at us, they really got mad at us, too. And they said things that negated all the great things they did or made us not notice the great things they did because they hurt our feelings. Somebody who understands, whether it's our mom or dad, but somebody who understands the depth of self-care would never do that. They would actually be incapable of destroying another person. But what they do is they vacillate from good, really good, to really bad. One of the biggest issues that I deal with with adults is those pendulum swings that they faced as a child and the parent thinking that just because the child is quiet they're not thinking anything 
they did used to think that for some reason quiet was acceptance of whatever was going around or fear. But understanding that self-care counts, self-love, that's every bite you take in life, food, every step you take walking, every conversation you have, it's all a direct reflection. When we take care of ourselves, we are capable mentally, without thinking about it, of taking care of anything else. We're like, oh, no, because we now understand the process that it takes from us to get up, get ourselves out of the house every day, do whatever it is we do, come back, interact with our families. It affects even the things we talk about, even the conversation, the actual way we converse instead of rolling our eyes and talking about everything and everybody that did something wrong and, wow, we're better than that. But it talks in we, not I. You made me mad. Instead, you say things like, wow, that that didn't work for us. I don't think that's in our best interest. Instead of you did this, I'm mad, you fess up, and there you go. Pointing fingers is a huge sign of not understanding ourselves enough to know that we are kind of silly pointing fingers at each other. Self-care is our first self-accounting. When I first saw Christ and he said self-accounting, and I thought of a spreadsheet in accounting because the word accounting and you know, because English wasn't my first language, um, I'm very literal when it comes to the English language. So when he said accounting, all I thought of was like the class I took. But as life went on, I realized that balance sheet, when it's not balanced, neither am I. And I really used to think that taking care of myself meant taking the day off of work and getting a massage, going out to lunch, coming back home, and being ready for my family. And, you know, it used to work, but it never occurred to me that the order in which I thought and the order in which I took myself care of myself like did I come first did I come last was I in the middle did I just get to myself once I got to everybody else how was I doing what I was doing so after I saw Christ I thought to myself you know gosh how do I love myself like I think I do love myself I think I care about myself but why can't I get myself to do what's in my best interest first? And I realized that I associated that with being selfish. So it was like I, I went out of my way 
in, in many instances, to not take care of myself first. Kind of interesting. Because that's when I realized Christ taught me that we were taught in error. Take care of yourself first. Is what I wish we were taught and what I hope to bring to light, especially to the young people that I'm working with. Over and above everything else, because then I know that if you're a person who takes care of yourself and I come to you for counsel, for advice, just to run something by you, I know that you will be coming from the same place that I'm coming and the advice that you give me, I can receive it. And in the beginning, I didn't understand why some people, <laughs> and this happened, and I it just blew me away, but would get really upset, really upset when I would say things like, do you feel like you're doing your best job taking care of yourself? Or that I had an answer because I could see it coming. And they would get upset at me and almost like return fire when I wasn't even throwing fire. And at first, I didn't know how to handle that. Because I, I, by then, Christ had taught me all the inner workings of what it takes to take care of myself. And I knew that they weren't even at the beginning. Not that that meant anything good or bad, but they just weren't taught. So it taught me to start at the beginning, which is why the self-love inner quest class that we have, it takes you back to the beginning. And instead of me figuring it out for you, because I don't know the experience that shaped this, but you do. I knew, well, I was taught from Christ that if you start where it started, you can literally repave that that road in your life once you bring yourself back to that fork in the road and repave it with love. And that love that you find for that child, instead of the alienation, isolation, fear, doubt, worry, control, or guilt that was put in you as a result of that treatment, once it's understood, when you talk to another person in life, you understand why you are reacting the way you are reacting. And then you realize, wow, 90% of that argument was me, was my background that I'm dumping into this relationship. And geez, I think I've been doing that all along. Like I want somebody to prove to me over hell and high water that they love me. Because them being right in front of me wasn't enough. Because the hurt I had was not addressed enough 
So that whole big gap of the stuff that wasn't done enough started showing up in relationships. So that class, and and I really, there's something I, I don't like about myself. And that is that I don't talk enough about what we created in this past, I don't know, six to eight months. And I did it to the point of exhaustion was taping all of those. I did everything twice. I did it in March and they came back and said, hey, you know what? We looked at this. We know there's more. And they did not even want to tell me to do it again. They just showed up and said, there's just a few things. I thought I was going to do a few retakes. And they asked me, can you just do the whole thing again? Had they told me with them coming, I may have just been too exhausted to even, because I never really recovered from the first time. And we had an illness in the family and all this stuff was going on. and, And yet I did it. But I had enough, I want to say, in the reservoir of self-care to do it again. But bigger than that is what came out the second time. Because the first one was I started where Christ started with me. And the second one was I started where Christ started with me, but also understood my process more because now I've done it twice, just like anything else. It's like if you eat one good meal, you know you can. So you'll eat another and you'll eat another. And before you know it, you're eating way better. It's just one step at a time, one uncovering at a time, one awareness at a time. And that's what I love about the the course. It's a self-pacing course or class, or whatever you want to call it, program, but it's a self-pace because sometimes you have to marinate on, oh, wow, this question's been posed to me, and your brain now is going to try to answer it. It's like when Christ would ask me a question, and I'd be like, I don't know. But a day later, I'm like, wow, you know, the question comes up again in my mind, Maybe the day after that again, and now I'm adding to it, and then I'm starting to see, and then I'm starting to uncover. That's my belief as a result of seeing Christ, that we are self-healers. We can heal our emotional wounds. And when we do, that healing build a bridge from us to the relationships that we are in. Because now, let's say there's a part of me I never wanted to ever tell anybody. But because I've been able to tell myself my good, my bad, and my ugly, I may consider sharing that information with the person I'm with. And then let's say I take that leap And I tell them one thing. And because they know I'm already taking care of myself, they're not going to try to hurt me because I, I would have had enough recognition to not bring that kind of person into my world. But if I feel a sense of support, a layer of support, 
then once that comes out, I'm able to go a little deeper the next time. You don't have to do it all in one day. That's the fallacy. We're not a one-hour TV show. We are a lifetime. Giving ourselves the space to heal and then to be able to incorporate that healing into our behavior and then be able to incorporate that into our goals and then being able to incorporate that into our lifestyle is when you know that you know your worth. You feel worth being here. You understand the value. It's like when my ducks are all in a row, no matter where I'm at, I'm like, ah, all I have to do is be here. I already feel good here. So all I have to do is be where I'm at. I don't have to rush through it. I don't have to feel like, oh, my God, when someone's talking to me, like I'm going to jump out of my skin because I've got this whole invisible load on my back. I'm just there. I listen. I can't answer everyone like I used to in the same way because there's just way too much. There's only so my way of doing that is continuing the radio show. Is continuing to answer when I can get online. But because the self-care now has become a way of life for me, my answers are more concise, are quicker. When I see something that, that completely is the opposite of where I'm coming from, I'm like, oh, wow, but I respect it. Not mine to judge because I no longer judge me. So I'm not going to judge anybody. If there's something that's way over the edge, I just get rid of it because I don't have the time on a post to go back to the beginning. So I have to trust, like I trust myself, that if I'm doing my best, no matter what I write, no matter what I say, It's the truth of my heart. That's all I've got. And that confidence where we say, you know, it goes into a confidence and a self-esteem where it becomes part of you. It's not something you can say, I have high self-esteem or I have low self-esteem. You just have self-esteem. You either have it or you don't. But when you have it, You respect others' self-esteem because you know what it takes. You know the confidence it takes. You know the positive feelings that it takes. And when we have that in a relationship, when we start to see our value, we value the other person, the other person feels it, And the positive feelings and boosts in confidence are now shared in the relationship. The personality of the relationship takes on those characteristics. And you do stay sharp 
and you do stay motivated and you do stay healthy. The way things are discussed as a no-brainer as opposed to a problem. Oh, we need to talk. That's the thing. Who wants to hear that and then walk in the room? Somebody talks to me like that, I, I want to just like smack myself in the head and run away. Not because I don't want to hear it, but the tone of anger or disdain that I'm going to face is something that, you know, I feel like I've earned the right at this age to say, really, what's so bad that we have to talk like that to each other? This is not a cat and mouse game. I don't want to get caught doing something wrong on a regular basis. But what I do want is to share a life that works. Just to share a life that works together. Because our relationships are a direct reflect of who we are. There's the direct connect, but there's the direct reflect. Knowing our worth, keeping a balance in our jobs, knowing we don't have to stay to feel like we're doing our jobs. Understanding that when we are stressed, we are off balance instead of we've got so much to do. Why did we make a decision to put ourselves in that position? We start living instead of just existing. We end up having, believe this or not, without even doing physical work yet, better physical health. Because when we feel less stressed, our body's no longer stressed. Our blood flows different. We sleep better. We start to feel so good that we actually naturally start thinking of things like going for a walk or deep breathing or taking a breath when we need it or choosing who we spend time with, not just running into our day, laughing hard when something's funny. We avoid emotional eating when we're not stressed. We start thinking of things like, oh, I want to write a journal. Hey, I want to learn more about me. We do learn to say no. And then with all of that, we stop overthinking. And that overthinking part is huge. We stop doing that, that overthinking, that part of us that tells us, well, nothing's ever really worked out for me, so I can't really expect that this will work out for me, but I'll try. <laughs> you really want to say that over and above something you're going to try? Give yourself the chance and the space. It's, it's an amazing thing that when we aren't Paying attention to us. Paying attention to someone else is really hard. I know that sounds funny to say, but it's the truth. Imagine when you're stressed and you're running around. 
And then all of the sudden, somebody comes in and asks you to do something, and you haven't done the stuff for you. All it does is it's like taking another 20-pound weight, putting it on your shoulders, and telling you to walk around the rest of the day with that extra weight. I've seen so many articles that say, you know, why do we often fail at self-care? It's not that we fail. We don't know what we're looking for from it. If you had to choose one thing that you do to start is to sleep well. Over and above eating, over and above exercising, start your body on a good sleep routine because then you will have enough energy to think about all the other stuff. That's how important sleep was. I know I've done shows on sleep before and for all the new listeners because there's a lot of you. That's something to think about, but start with sleep because that is where your mind refreshes itself, it cleanses itself, it takes out what's in there through your dreams. It does so much work while you're asleep. And then once you do that, start thinking about the other things and you will have the energy to do so. And that same energy will make every relationship in your life be bigger than what you ever thought it could be, and it will happen naturally. And a year will go by, and you're like, oh, my gosh, things are different. And they are. You guys, I will see you tomorrow on Dream Team Thursday. I love you guys. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com.